At our house, we have a few raspberry bushes uh, behind our house that uh, were planted by the previous owner. I built a little trellis to hold up the canes, and I cut down the dead ones each spring, but otherwise they just grow on their own. Every summer they produce oodles of delicious berries. I go out each morning and collect handfuls of them. (laughs) What a wonderful gift. In East Jordan, Michigan, where we lived before coming here, one of the families in the church has an entire raspberry farm. Acres and acres of raspberries they have cultivated for years. When the berries are at their peak, they actually have 10 workers picking every day, plus people picking their own berries. Whenever the harvest comes in, it's a busy time for farmers, as we know well here in Iowa. Their income for the entire year depends on how hard they work in that small window of time. Some wheat farmers bring in custom combine crews to work in shifts, running their machines day and night, seven days a week, to get the harvest in. Harvest time is go time. We had our own go time a couple of weeks ago during Scandinavian days. So many people helped out with our beef burger luncheon and bake sale, the hunger fight lemonade stands, the parade, and everything else that was part of our community celebration. What would it take for us to have the same kind of commitment and drive for working in the Lord's harvest? How can we cultivate a sense of urgency about reaching our community and world for Jesus Christ? Jesus says that the harvest is plentiful. What's preventing us from reaping it? Why don't we see more people in our community coming to faith, worshiping with us, and growing in faith and service? Maybe we're missing the waves God is sending our way. Rick Warren, in his book, The Purpose Driven Church, says, Surfing is the art of riding waves that God builds. You and I can't build waves. We can't make the ocean move. And we can't create revival in people's hearts. Only God can do that. He goes on in the book to say, The problem with many churches is that they begin with the wrong question. They ask, what will make our church grow? This is a misunderstanding. It's like saying, how can we build a wave? The question we need to ask instead is, what is keeping our church from growing? What barriers are blocking the waves God wants to send our way? What obstacles and hindrances are preventing growth from happening? All living things grow. You don't have to make them grow. Living organisms grow if they are healthy. I don't have to tell Cassidy and Travis to grow. They grow on their own. They're growing like weeds. As long as Sarah and I make sure there aren't things getting in the way, like poor nutrition, or an unsafe environment, their growth happens naturally. If kids don't grow, we know that something has gone terribly wrong. Lack of growth usually indicates an unhealthy situation, possibly disease. 
almost everyone would say that they want their congregation to grow. So if people want growth and Jesus says the fields are ripe, then why aren't more congregations growing? What is stopping the growth that God wants to give? Or when we ask those things, are we asking the wrong questions? What if the harvest isn't about the size of our churches, but the number of people that are being sent out into God's mission in the world? Jesus sent out the 70 to say that the kingdom of God has come near. God's kingdom, God's harvest, is not just about individual salvation or church growth. It's about announcing the present and coming reign of God. Despite all the violence and injustice and pain we see in the world, God has reasserted His rightful rule through Jesus Christ and is in the process of reclaiming and renewing all of His creation. Jesus says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. To bring in the harvest, there needs to be more laborers. People who step up and step out in faith. Who boldly use their gifts for God's kingdom. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. Jesus tells us to ask God for help. He's the one who provides the rain, the sun, and the farmhands. A plentiful harvest starts with prayer. Send the rain, Lord. Send the waves that you want us to catch and help us be bold enough to ride them. If you want to surf a wave, you have to get in the water. If you ask God to send laborers into his harvest, be prepared to get out of your seat. God will send you. Isaiah had a vision of the Lord seated on his throne and heard him say, Whom shall I send and who shall go for us? And Isaiah piped up, Here am I, send me. Jesus sends people out into the mission field. In Luke 9, Jesus sent out his 12 disciples to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. He said, take nothing along. Stay in the house that you enter, and if the people of a town don't welcome you, then shake the dust off your feet and move on. The 12 brought good news, cured diseases, and reported back to Jesus. And then in chapter 10 that we heard today, Jesus sent 70 apostles ahead of him to all of the places he was going to go. He sent them to prepare the way for him. Jesus wants us to go where he is going. We don't go alone. We go together with Jesus right behind us and already ahead of us. Reinforcements are coming. What did Jesus tell the 70 to do? He said, go to the houses and say peace to this house. Spread God's peace wherever you go. Cure the sick. 
and say, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Jesus wants us to say and do the same things. To bring healing and wholeness to people. To spread the news about God's kingdom, God's peace, God's rule in our lives. Too many people think that being a Christian is just about sitting in a pew on Sunday morning. You know, as if it's just a passive thing that you just absorb. Don't just sit there. Go and tell somebody the good news. Show them the good news of the kingdom. Help them with their lives, with their needs, so that they will see God's kingdom at work in their own lives, in our community, and in you. At our 2016 Mission Challenge, for the second year in a row, we were part of a wave that God sent. A wave of people planning and giving and volunteering and gardening and bike riding to make a difference in the world. Now we pray that that wave continues in Haiti and in Africa, in Iowa Falls, and in Fort Dodge, and in Webster City, and in Des Moines, and right here in Story City. Some of the challenge projects are still going on as we look forward to the Meals from the Heartland hunger fight here in Story City, October 8th. We're going to try to pack the truck with 60,000 meals, raising $12,000 to do it. Another recurring wave that we just passed in our community is day camp. We had over a hundred kids here learning how Jesus releases us from our burdens and sin and sends us out to make a difference in the lives of others. Half of those kids were not from our church. What an outreach into the congregation. On the cover of the newsletter this month, I wrote about a story-living group that I'm putting together in our community this summer. We're going to be asking ourselves, what story is God telling in Story City? What is God's dream for our community, and how does He want us to join in? Jesus calls us to make an impact wherever He sends us. As Christians, we have the greatest calling to help people catch a glimpse of God at work. We get to spread the news of the joy of life in Christ. When the 70 came back from their mission, glowing with excitement about what had happened, Jesus told them, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. True joy comes not from our accomplishments, but from knowing that we're part of a much bigger wave. The kingdom of God has come near, Jesus said. When Jesus said that, some of the Pharisees heard about it and said, well, when do you expect that to happen? And Jesus said this, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that, be, that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. God's kingdom is not a place, but a new state of affairs. New management has been put in place, 
And that changes everything. When we live in alignment with God's rule, we find life and health and wholeness. Our lives change. Our families change. Our community and our world change. As God's people, we are sent to point toward God's reign. Where it's already growing and thriving, and where people and systems and institutions are resisting God's rule, clinging to their own power. We've been given great opportunity and great responsibility. We have wonderful freedoms in this country. Freedom to worship without fear. Freedom to vote for who we want as our leaders. Freedom to speak up when we see something that isn't right. How will we use those freedoms? Will we use them merely for our own enjoyment and comfort? Or will we use them to serve God's kingdom? Paul writes to the Christians in Galatia, Let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. How will we work to bring in the harvest? What waves will God send our way? Where might God send you? Maybe across the world? Or maybe right next door? The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. He will send you and me to work together for His mission to restore the world. It's harvest time. Amen.